Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk about remote workers. Now, I think this is such a fascinating topic. We have had remote employees forever, but now that COVID hit and so many people are used to working at home, we have many of our employees working home on a regular basis, mostly our attorneys. So we have this big, beautiful office with lots of offices, which mostly set empty. That is an issue for another day. I want to talk to you about the challenges working with remote employees. Now, first of all, let me say that I am very supportive of remote work. I haven't always been that way, by the way. And if you listen to our webinars during COVID, at the height of COVID, we had our weekly um, wake up with Jen on every Wednesday uh, in the morning, California time. I talked a lot about how I had a bias against remote workers and not really a bias against remote workers, a bias against remote work. Because I want to talk to people. I want to connect to people. I want to see the folks I work with. I want to be able to drop by their office and have a chit chat. I want to be able to say, let's all go grab a sandwich. Or do you want to play on our new ping pong table? Okay. That doesn't happen with remote workers. And I feel like there's a huge loss of camaraderie and teamwork and collaboration that happens. Now, having said that, the folks who work remote in our firm do a fabulous job. They come to lunches when we schedule them. They are very collaborative. They reach out all the time. So this is in no way a criticism. But what I want you to understand is you have to work harder to do that when you have remote employees. You have to work harder to have the collaboration. And as I found this morning, I have a situation that I'm dealing with personally with a contractor. So I went to the contractor state license board and I needed some help because they haven't sent me what I need to know for a mediation, actually an arbitration that I'm having with this contractor who did a terrible job on a project for me. I have left voicemail messages. I have written letters. I have emailed. I cannot get anyone to return my call or my or my message. So today I go to this big, beautiful building called the Contractor State License Board off of Bradshaw Road in Sacramento, off of Highway 50. I pull up with my big bucket of documents and I go in to try to get my questions answered about the arbitration that is scheduled for which I do not have a date because they sent the announcement to the wrong address. So I get a lovely person at the window who says, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'll give you this phone number. And I looked at the phone number and said, I've already called that phone number. I've left several messages. I've written a letter to the address. I'm getting nothing. Well, everyone is working at home because of COVID. So there's nothing I can do to help. I said, no, no, no. We got to find something we can do to help here. So after an hour and a half, I finally get someone who calls someone at home who was able to get some help for me on this issue. And a few hours after that, I finally get a phone number where I can get a human being who will give me what I need. 
Now, that whole thing was made much more challenging by the fact that those workers are remote. They didn't have my file. They didn't have the document they supposedly sent me. At the building that is labeled Contractor State License Board because they're working at home. I am not criticizing them. I, As I said, I had a lovely chat with the person at the window who ultimately helped me figure out what to do. But remote work is difficult. It's not only difficult for consumers and vendors and clients, it's difficult for the employer. And I think it can be difficult for the employees. I am not a good remote worker. I don't focus well at home. I'm not nearly as efficient as I am at work. So there are challenges that are cultural challenges. Then there are also legal challenges. If you have non-exempt employees who must be paid for every hour they work, they have to keep time records. They have to keep them at home. They have to be available for conference calls, for team meetings, for Zooms. By the way, should you let them be off camera? No, you don't need to do that. There's no law that says that. I doubt that you'd let them come to work with a paper bag over their head. So tell them to be on camera for your meetings and prepared and focused. And can they run out during the day and do 12 different errands? Well, not unless they clock out. They sure shouldn't be billing you for that time if they're non-exempt. And even for exempt employees, if you can't go by an office and see that they're there, you want to know their regular work hours. You want to know when they're going to be available. Now, will there be exceptions? Of course, someone has to go get a haircut. They've got to go to a doctor's appointment, pick their kids up from school early. I get that. But what you have to think about is how are you going to manage those folks effectively? How are you going to make sure that they're getting paid? How are you going to make sure that you can evaluate the job they're doing? And we've talked about this issue a lot, but it's become a lot more, I think, um, top of mind because so many employers are now deciding to permanently have their employees work at home. So permanent telework is something that a lot of employers didn't want to do when COVID first struck. But now that it's been going on for so bloody long and everybody's getting used to working at home, they're thinking, well, great, I will renew my next lease. I'll tell you what, when my lease is up, I'm not getting 6,000 square feet. Not happening. People aren't in here enough for that. So now that we're doing it permanently, you have to figure out, okay, this isn't just a temporary thing. How am I going to assess this person's readiness for a promotion? How am I going to assess whether they're entitled to a raise? What am I going to do to make sure they're actually putting in a full day's work as scheduled, as required for their compensation? And those are big challenges. And every employer has to sit down and think about, okay, who do I have working remote? What is their job? Are they exempt or non-exempt? Do I need to track their time? How am I tracking productivity? One of the things I'm really advocating is that you sit down and you strategize. This should not be just an off the top of your head, you know, little quick conversation. Think about it. Who is working at home or remotely? What do they do every day? How do you make sure they're getting that job done? 
How do you make sure they're getting paid for what they're doing? How do you make sure they take their rest breaks and their meal periods? What documentation do you need for that? And obviously a lot of this is gonna depend on your business, what job or function your employees are doing. But particularly if you have a hybrid workplace, you have some people who are working at home and some people are working remotely, there are challenges you have to think about. Yesterday, um, Eric Glassman, who many of you know, he's our star trainer, he's amazing. And he does our firm's Equal Employment Opportunity Compliance Training. So yesterday he did our training, which we do every, you know, once every two years as required. And he originally was going to do some people live and some people remote, because of course we have this remote contingent of our employees and we were going to do Zoom for them and live for everybody else. And he emailed me and said, Jen, you know what? That's hard. It's really hard to do a live group and a Zoom group. Can we just do everybody Zoom? Absolutely. And we did it. It was a fabulous training, best he's ever done. I mean, it was just amazing. And I say that every time he does the training because he's so good at it. But we change things up, right? Even though we have some employees who are here working in the office, it really made sense for us to do that training on Zoom and do it remote for everyone so he could focus easily on who's his audience and not worrying about who's live and who's going to be on Zoom. So there are changes you need to make. There are strategies that you want to think about and you want to adopt. And don't be afraid to change them after you implement them. You may do something for a week or two and realize it doesn't work. That's okay. I mean, one of the huge benefits about remote work is that people like it. They want to be at home. Most people, I'm an exception, I realize. I, I'd much rather be at the office because at home I want to do the laundry and figure out what we're going to eat for dinner and do a little online shopping and all kinds of stuff. Cook. But at the office, I'm just going to work. That's what I got to do. I just got to get my work done. So for me, I'm not a good at-home worker, but most people love it. So be flexible where you can be flexible. Why? Because it's a tough job market, right? You want people to be happy. You want to be able to recruit the best and retain the best. Remote work isn't all you need to do to make that happen. But if you can allow your folks to work at home and it's feasible, it should be on the table. It's truly a benefit that you may want to offer. And if you don't want to allow remote work, that's okay too. You're not required to. Just know that if you don't, you may be losing out some folks. We're looking for an attorney right now and they all want to work at home. And I said, you know what? If you're new to this firm, at least for the first year, you need to work in the office. You need to get training. We need to interact. I need to know what's going on with you. Folks who've worked here a long time, that's a different situation. And some of the applicants have said, no, they want to work at home. Okay. And what they don't get is what they're missing by working at home. You come into a new law firm with new people who you haven't worked with. It's going to be hard for you to connect potentially. You're not going to get as much one-on-one -on -one help as you would if you were in the office. So I think those folks are better off being in the office, at least in the beginning, not forever, but at least so they have the opportunity to interact, to see how we do things. What does our file room look like? How do the secretaries work together? Everything that we do is a learning experience. 
So I love the idea of allowing folks to work at home. I love the idea of people being happy. That's one of the things that really makes my job so rewarding is when I know somebody is happy. One of our lawyers, Megan Donahue, is moving uh, with her family to Ohio, and she's actually returning to her roots where her family is, and she's very excited. And she asked, can I work from Ohio? Yes, of course you can work from Ohio. She's been working at home for a couple of years. She's a great lawyer. She's an investigator. She does what she needs to do very well, and she can do that from home. So if her home is in Ohio instead of El Dorado Hills, that's fine. And I think she was pleasantly surprised that it was that easy. We hook her up with some payroll in Ohio and we get her paid. Like that's how it's going to work. So I love doing that for folks, but I also want to let you know, you can't let it just be on autopilot. Schedule your one-on-ones. Make sure you connect with people, at least via Zoom or Teams where you can see them most of the time. It doesn't always work, but if you can do that, it makes a huge difference in connection. And think about in your organization, how am I going to do what I need to do? How am I going to manage wage hour compliance? How am I going to manage performance? How am I going to manage if somebody's having a hard time? How am I going to know if they're having an issue at work? How am I going to make them comfortable enough that they can call me and talk to me? So although remote work is a fabulous benefit, as a leader, an HR professional, a manager, a supervisor, in-house employment counsel, you've got to manage it. You've got to make sure you're thinking through all of these issues so that you can provide the best experience for your employee and you can keep the employer out of hot water. Both of those things are important. So I want you to take a look at your remote workers, folks. This week, take a look at what they're doing and how they do it. Do you have a good system in place for wage hour compliance, rest breaks, meal periods, recording all hours work? Do you know what their schedules are? Are you doing enough to encourage collaboration and teamwork? It's worth the investment. Take the time to sit down with the key people in your organization and talk about these issues. Make sure you're doing your best so they can do their best. Thank you for joining me today, everyone. It's such an honor to have you spend this time with me. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.